Welcome to VP Precision Podcast with your hosts, John Pinch and Jake Vibbert. Hey guys, quick note. A lot of the stuff in this podcast is a little bit dated. Uh, while I enjoy shooting very much, I am uh, technologically retarded. So uh, getting the stuff edited, uploaded, figuring out how to do all that stuff, getting the sites up is taking a little bit longer than I had hoped, but we are getting it on track and hopefully get you guys stuff in a timely manner. And we'll be catching up on stuff soon. So thanks again. Here's the rest of the podcast. Hey, guys. Uh, episode two here, back with VP Precision. Um, Jake, what do you got going on this week? So this week, uh, I'm going and doing a, a PRS one-day match. This is the Northwest Precision Rifle League, um, and it's going to be in Tillamook. Last year, I ran this match here as well, and it absolutely pissed down rain the entire <laughs> day and so everybody was so wet and soaked but it actually turned out to be a ton of fun it's on a little ranch uh a little farm in tillamook oregon um same place to make the cheese over on the coast yep over on the the western coast of oregon i tell you what it's a it's a pretty cool little spot we can only shoot Mm -hmm. out to about 850 or 900 so i try to keep my matches fairly small um you know for all of my uh, one day matches i try to limit them to about 45 or 50 people and i do that just so i can keep the flow i can keep everyone's engagement in the match um so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm heading over there we're going to uh put that match on myself and darren tone darren tone's kind of my co-match director um cool. he's going to shoot it i'm not shooting it i'm just doing match directing duties but uh he's been busting his butt to getting barricades built cool. getting t-post uh pounded and and doing all that kind of stuff. So I got that, and then uh, I jump right into uh, the California PRS match this next, uh, you know, the week after. Um, Awesome. Really excited about that. Uh, Ryan Kerr is going to do that match. Uh, That's in Bakersfield, uh, California. Has he ever run a match before? Uh, This is his first uh, big match, and so I I think it's cool when – it's fun going, and Ryan was a – He's shooting less than he used to, and he was a pretty big name before I got going. And he, I think he won the finale one year, didn't he? Or placed very well? So he uh, won the finale, I think, in 2014. Yeah. And I remember I was so jelly of what he did. So he won the <laughs> finale in 14, and they gave away for that a fully loaded like AI 338 with a Schmidt and Bender scope and $10,000 cash. And that was when, when uh, I had just got going. So I was like, holy cow, (laughs) this is awesome. That's a cool prize. So really cool prize for winning that. I think that was a 2014 uh, PRS finale. So yeah, Yeah, it's fun um, to see guys that uh, you see, there's, there's a lot of match directors uh, maybe that aren't, uh, super active shooters maybe they own a range or they're just they're good at organizing running matches but it's fun to go to those matches with those top level shooters um you know put them on it's interesting to see so that'll be that'll be cool yeah so really excited about that and um california prs and bakersfield so what are you doing this week um it's a wednesday uh tomorrow morning you're rolling over to tell much set steel and i'm gonna go get on an airplane to fly to nebraska Uh oh and i'm a little nervous (laughs) um they've got I don't know, a foot of snow. I'm not sure how much snow they've got. Uh, I was told <laughs> another guy just messaged me last night. Or no, it was early this morning. I got up at 5 this morning. I was loading ammo. Um, just was w- working. I had some other stuff going on yesterday. And so cranked out a bunch of ammo this morning. And he messaged me this morning. He goes, well, it doesn't really matter 
if your bolts were from a different lot or whatever problems you're having because the winds are going to be going 40 plus miles an hour and i was like oh man so we're talking some big uh maybe some snow some some big wind um pretty exposed area we shot there last year it's a it's a pretty big open fields kind of nebraska cornfields kind of like you think of tree lines and stuff like that so I'm honestly, I'm hoping it stays cold because if it warms up and there's snow in that mud, it's going to be a disaster. So I'm hoping for, you know, 20 degrees cold. I hope it doesn't get above 30. Just, just, yeah, I hope I the like ground stays, stays hard cold, and, stays and cold. go from there. So yeah, getting ready to fly out there. And um, that's a uh, National Rifle League event. National Rifle League. It's their third match of the season. Um, and uh, just, yeah, I'm just trying to get I, I a little landscaping business going to get busy later in the year. And so I'm really trying to cram in a bunch of matches this, you know, early in the year before work gets crazy and a few hunts get going later in the fall. And so, and I, and I love shooting. So heading down there, um, and still debating the California PRS match because yep. we've got a bunch in a row. I really want to go down there. I, I haven't squatted or shot with Jake, um, this year yet. Mm. And, and it's fun to do that. So we might be able to maybe figure that out for California. So, um, yeah, we'll see. That's what, and then after that, I think the week after that's Idaho NRL. So a couple of weeks from now, go yep. to Idaho, um, should be fun. And then, and you've shot well at Idaho, uh, I guess two of the last three times you have two wins there. Um, and I have the other win there. Yeah. So we've, we've, uh, both respectively shot pretty well at the Idaho, National Rifle Love League uh, events. Yeah, it's just a cool place. They run a pretty good course of fire there, too. Challenging. It's, yeah. Lots of steel and targets out there. Uh, I love it. It's know. a field match. It seems like some, some match directors get the idea they kind of have an easy stage, an easy stage, and a real hard stage, and a feel-good stage. You know, when I say easy, they kind of mean feel-good, maybe a little bigger targets, maybe a little easier to hit, and then really a hard stage. Well, I felt like Idaho is just even across the board, mm-hmm. just a consistent, fair course of fire the whole time. That's right. And so it makes for super fun. And it's a field match, which is my, I'd say if I had maybe a strong suit is I really love field matches like movement on rocks and Mm -hmm. big, you know, open areas with wind. And I just, just kind of traditional long range shooting. So I I love that match. Yeah. So Um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So uh, uh, you mentioned that you trying to get some matches out of the way. Uh, You shot the Arizona National Rifle yep. League match. Uh, that was the first National Rifle League uh, match of 2019. Yep. Um, and Rusty Omer and Chris Tressler, yep. they ran that match uh, uh, in Arizona. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you did, and then I'll talk about how I absolutely bombed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it a, yeah, sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't, and this one went my way. Um, it was... Uh, uh, it was the one unique thing for the, for me for this one that sticks out was the longest. I think it was we finished uh, the Precision Rifle Series season beginning of December into, into November beginning of December, and so we had December, January, and then half, half February. of February off. So this is the longest gap in shooting I've had in a long time. So going into that. Um, was kind of nervous to see how things were going to go. I had a pretty strong finish the last year, and uh, anyway, dove into that. We'll try to keep it quick because we've got kind of getting behind on this podcast we got three four matches we want to run through um real quick so uh jumped flew into vegas jumped we actually rented an rv with mm-hmm. jake and uh um uh logan wallace and um derek, uh, covey. derek covey from uh, colorado he he drove down so 
jumped in an RV and kind of had a, a uh, had stayed in that for the weekend. They got unique thing. Arizona got a ton of rain. The road to the range was washed out. Um, big flash flood down those big drainages they get in the desert. It's kind of interesting, but made it difficult. So we had what, what was that drive? An hour and a half yeah, around. It was, it was a while. So, but really cool range. Um, let's see here. I try to keep these quick. We, so you yeah, go uh, ahead. <laughs> so you know we both shot pretty well. Uh, talking about our performances, we both shot pretty well on day one. Yep. Uh, you had ninety and a half points. I had eighty-eight and a half points. So you were a couple points up on me. Real close. Yeah. And I believe there was somebody either tied with me or um, maybe one point up. So uh, shot pretty darn consistent on day one, and then day two. You just absolutely smoked everybody. Um, it went from two points, uh, you know, or one point up, and I think you ended up winning in the high teens, 18 or 19 points over the the next closest person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, you were just on fire, absolutely killed it. Yeah, it was uh, one of those matches, you know, there's, uh, I feel like in long range you can be, there's, uh, you want to be consistent, but there there is an element of luck, uh, kind of depending on when you, what stages you shoot when, and I did get, I was able to shoot just the luck of um, where our squad started that morning. We started on a particularly difficult stage with, with very light wind. And so we were able to do really well on some of the, the harder stages mm-hmm. in a little bit less wind. And that's, that's part of this game. Um, and I just, I feel like I shot really, really well, even when the winds picked up later, but we did get some, some tougher stages out of the way, which, which, played to my being able to build a lead i've never i've never had a it doesn't happen very much in the sport i just it was one of those just one of those days that just everything went my way and i I felt good i was seeing the bullet well Mm -hmm. and it just i just kept hitting steel so i i just got a big lead and i it was just one of those it was just a fun one you know i never usually at these matches you don't you know you're shooting good but you kind of wonder who's you kind of check in with all the guys and see where you're at in this (laughs) one i think the first match where i knew i was like and then I everybody won. lies to each other and says, yeah, I dropped X amount. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I shot like crap. And it's, oh, well, wait a minute. You only drop one shot all yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Is that, is that shooting like crap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, you play that game at every match. Hey, how'd you do? How'd you do? And everyone's like, well, I don't know. And and so then the scores come out. And you're like, oh, well, either you won or you got beat or whatever. But this one, I I knew I ran away with it. So it was a little different feeling. Um yeah, it was a little surreal. So that was a good start for the season for me. But um, I, I, I'll go over one stage that I bombed. Um, uh, there's a learning example. There was a blind stage. Tim and Regina Milkovich, Milkovich were uh, were running that stage. Um, you walked around the corner. You had um, a pile of stuff. You had to move a tire, a chair, some boards, some plastic stuff, just uh, a block of firewood, like all the stuff. And you had cinder to, block, cinder block. Yep, you had to. <laughs> I tried to block that stage from my mind already, but um, you tried to. You had to build this thing to shoot over this uh, wall that was there. You had to shoot over this wall that was targeted. I don't know what it was four four fifty five hundred yards or something. Anyway, I just that was a stage where um, I didn't pay attention to directions enough as far as preparation before the stage started. I wasn't. I missed. I missed a little bit of information I needed, so I built the position. Uh, wrong and had to move it, which cost me valuable time. And so now I'm rushed. Um, and so that's a that's a tip. Pay attention. Know what you're doing before you go, which I'm mm-hmm. usually pretty good at. But we don't do a lot of blind stages, and I don't. Mm-hmm. It just you know it just was what it was. And um, I got in there. Um, 
just didn't because I was rushed the second time I had to move everything and kind of rebuild the second time I built it just I just didn't build a great position you had to kind of get the tires up and the blocks and get up so you could see over this wall and it was a little wobbly and I was sold I got my first four hits on a bigger target but it went on recoil I did not see where the bullet was because I couldn't load the gun it was just such a wobbly position I really I don't do a lot of true free recoil and that was probably the closest i've been in a match to kind of free recoil in a rifle and i hit the big target four times moved the small target she broke a shot missed because and i didn't see where it went because my gun moved so much that's just because i didn't i didn't have a good position i did that a couple times and ended up dropping half my shot so that was learning experiences just Mm -hmm. i pay attention to directions um i wish i could redo that one over we did have a mulligan chip and I just couldn't bring myself to use it because we had too much shooting to do still. Yeah. And it wasn't a big enough. It was only eight-round stage. And I and I dropped three, but it, it really was a cleanable stage. Mm-hmm. And three's a lot, but it could have got a lot worse with some of the stages I knew were coming up. And so, um, anyway, good good opening win for the season for me. Yeah. Um, what was your thoughts on, on the match? So, I liked the match. Uh, I shot pretty well on day one. Um, you know, fairly consistent. Had a few shots that I'd, I'd kind of like back and... Uh, had a couple stages I I would kind of like back day two I uh, I just got beat up by the wind and you know you start you start dropping a couple shots you know on multiple stages well over the course of ten you know eleven stages on a day a couple shots is is twenty darn shots mm-hmm. um, so you know I I dropped a few shots here and a few shots there it seemed like about every single stage. Uh, I was pr- trying to play catch up with some wind. Um, and in the final stage, uh, you know, I had a chance. If I would have cleaned the final stage, I would have been, I think, uh, second or third place uh, mm-hmm. because that's that's where I was at in the, in the scoring. But uh, just a super tough stage. There was a bunch of wind. It was a hold o- holdover only stage mm-hmm. ranging from 300 yards out to about 850 or 900 yards. Yep. And so you're holding over quite a bit. And so that's like when John talks about luck of the draw a little yep. bit. That um, was our first stage of the day. So we yeah. shot this stage holdover with no wind. Yep. So when I'm holding over, I'm holding straight over on my reticle. Yep. You know, Jake's shooting at the end of the day where he's holding way over and then how much wind? Uh, so I had, <laughs> I had like two and, and 2.3 mils on some targets. So I'm holding up uh, four mils and I'm holding left 2.3. And then you're trying to spot what, you know where that bullet's going through that Christmas tree reticle. So it's substantially tougher uh, to do that, and the targets were spread across from right yep, to left. That's a pretty right. big spread, so yeah. you weren't didn't have the same. There was five targets, and you did not have the same wind on any of them. They were yep. rotating across this big so open area. So very very tough uh, stage in the wind, which uh, again, that's just uh, you know if you've shot a match, um, and if if you will shoot a match, every single uh, person is going to say, "Well, I had to shoot this and this and that and that." Yep. So bottom line is, I just shot like poop. Um, and I couldn't put two and two together. So speaking of, <laughs> I fell, I fell quite a bit. I also didn't feel well, so I had diarrhea all weekend long. Sponsored by Chibani. <laughs> yes, yeah, sponsored by Chibani yogurt. Um, I tell you what, it was it was rough. Just one uh, of and, those weekends. Oh man. So anyway, a, a bottom line is, it was a rough weekend for. Uh, <laughs> for yours truly but um <laughs> man congrats john you shot really well super consistent so 
Um, good job. You what know, was, let's, what was next? Let's jump into uh, uh, your North Carolina match. So John won the first match, um, National, Air, Rifle uh, National Rifle League, and then. Uh, two weeks later, uh, we actually split up. Um, I went down to rifles only, and he went to... Um, no, that was the following weekend. North Carolina. That's right, yeah. Yeah, the very next weekend. So we get home on a Monday, and then we both fl- I flew out, uh, what was that, Thursday? Because yep. it's East Coast, so you've got... We're going to have to talk about this because for me, shooting East Coast has been difficult and I've been wanting to get over there. We have the finale on the East Coast at the end of the year Mm -hmm. and the three-hour time change for me has been historically a little difficult and I'm wanting to shoot East more to kind of get used to that because you're getting, say you go meet the range at 7 o'clock, well, that's 4 a.m. your time Mm -hmm. or West Coast time, getting up at 3, it's just a little bit. So I'm working on that and so I want to get over there. Um, It was uh, Paul Smith. Put that match front line um, defense, front line yeah. defense over in North Carolina, out of Raleigh. There um, flew into Raleigh. Uh, drove up about an hour and a half north of there. I think it was north. Uh, forgive me. Um, and uh, squatted with a you know a, a really great group of guys. I never met a single one of them. I think there was twelve of them. Um, had a great time. Horrible weather on Saturday. It rained like it's. Uh, it just rained a lot, and it was uh, it was a, a really good test of equipment. Um, lowered lowered my powder charge on the dasher to stay out of pressure. So that's a tip for you guys if you're going to go where it's rainy, test your gun with 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 you know pour some water on your rounds, mm-hmm. get some water in your chamber, and shoot that. It'll become very clear very quickly if you are flirting on the edge of pressure, even if you think you're not. Um, test that because it's going to save you an entire match because if you get to a match and it's wet and your bolt starts locking up you're done and that's so, right and so that's a something that's very important that sees you see a lot of you'll see guys running i've run this load forever and you'll see primers i mean there all was, over the ground there was guys <laughs> i mean i guy blew and blowing primers out in his action so his lugs locked up so he couldn't open his bolt i mean that happened just all that kind of stuff. So that's just a tip. Just if it's going to be rainy, check your load. Um, and I've been a huge fan of uh, loading uh, loading down quite a bit. Um, I try to stay away from the pressure. Uh, one, because of the rain, and you just never know. Yeah. Like they have uh, both the, the Precision Rain Series and the National Rain League. Yeah. It's a thing because guess what? We're in, we're in these environments where we're trying to get mild weather. We don't want it to be too cold. Yep. We don't want it to be too hot. Yep. And so the only other option is trying to get the, the most mild weather conditions in that particular part of the country. Yep. It happens to rain during those mild conditions. Yeah, this time of year is raining. You know, <laughs> you know, parts of the country. So, yeah, I try exactly. to tend... I tend to, to come down on my charges quite a bit just so I can stay away from pressure at all times. Yeah, I think um, that's a good uh, little short tangent here is you've – so the trend for the last few years has been kind of six uh, – Lapua 6BR base cartridges because mm-hmm. they're slow, they're consistent. Um, however, I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like you started – when we first started um, – You've always you ran a six XC and yep. you ran it slow. You've Super always slow. run it slow. And yep. I, when I started, a lot of guys, they're in in the both in National Rifle League and PRS. There's um, a speed limit of thirty two hundred feet per second yep. and thirty cal and under. And so a lot of guys are trying to run those six mils fast at thirty one fifty or thirty one hundred. Yep. And they're like, well, why wouldn't you? Because it's the best wind. Well, 
the deeper you get into this, you lose consistency. Your That's barrels right. burn out. There's they're more finicky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you're th- just well. A lot of technical stuff we'll go into <laughs> later is whatever. But the slow, consistent has seemed to be winning the race. The six dashers, the six BRXs, even the straight six BR has been dominating this. So it's kind of interesting that you started even using the six XC case, but running them at even dasher speeds for a a long time. So I ran six XC. I I got away from Creedmoor like in, in 14 and I decided that I wanted to run, um, you know, cause I was running Creedmoor. I was trying to hit that three one fifty mark that everyone keeps going to. Um, and I, you know, that's the hot ticket. That's what everyone wants to run. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to back it down, whether it's Creedmoor, whether it's XC, it actually doesn't even matter what case it is. Uh, for me, I just wanted to be away from the pressure. And I thought that, um, and I still think that the consistency of that has, uh, you know, played a big part in my shooting consistency as yeah. well. And so, uh, you see sometimes, there's, you know, some shooters and they'll they'll go out and they'll just kill a course of fire and they'll get a top three or or a top five finish. And then maybe a couple weeks later, uh, they shoot again and it's 56th place. And you say, hey, well, what you know, what was going on? Oh, I was having gun problems and I was having gun issues. And we both hear that a lot. Yep. Well, uh, I try to stay away from all the issues. Yeah. I try to stay away from problems. It and works so too. I'll take a little bit of a deficit on, you know, a little bit of a hit on those ballistics to try to get my consistency up. And so far, I've been very fortunate to, yep. to you know, be consistent and just kind of, you know, run that race and, yeah. and, and go from there. Yeah, if these matches were 30 or 40 rounds, then by all means run a, you know, run 30, 200 feet a second. That's right. But when we're shooting, like I'm going to a match this weekend, 250 round course of fire. Mm-hmm. Well, you run something going 3,200 for a 12 or a 15 round stage if it was a crazy and stage. And do it over and over it's again. torched. I mean, yep. your throat's gone and one, you know. <laughs> yep. So anyway, that's a tangent on the can slow and consistent seems to be winning the race and a lot yeah. of stuff it's just super accurate super consistent so i loaded down for the rain because i knew it was going to rain and it poured on saturday uh had a had a good day saturday um my worst stage was saturday there was an moa uh we started at uh 400 yards a four inch round 600 six inch 808 inch and a thousand ten inch and i got three hits um and that was probably my worst stage i felt like i shot okay i had a lot of vertical at a thousand, but my chamber was by then it was really dirty and I ended up cleaning it after that and, and everything came back. But, um, you know, just stay on top of your gear. That's, I guess the takeaway yep, from that. Absolutely. But, but um, ended, hey, so you shot good. You, you, ended, you yeah, walked away with the one point one. lead after day one. Yep. Dave Preston was the number two, which I felt good. He's a killer. And so we were right there together. Uh, day two dried out, uh, good course fire, some small targets, really fun. Um, I shot, it just again one of those days on Sunday that just came together. I cleaned the first nine stages in a row that that weren't easy <laughs> by any means. Slayed it, and just one of those. You know, I it just it was just things were clicking, and so um, I ended up. I, Dave shot great, I, but I ended up moving my lead up. I, I won. Um, I, I was five, six points up, like four or five, like somewhere in there, over Dave, and then uh, Steve MC. I think was was third, and. Um, uh, yeah, so it was great. It was great. I got the, the, the NRL season opener and the PRS season opener. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was really excited about that. And I was able to do it on the East Coast. For me, it's been a, oh, just a monkey on my back a little bit, I guess, mentally, which is a big part of this game. That's and so, right. It's huge. Same weekend I was in North Carolina. 
you were down in Texas? Yeah, I went down to Texas, Rifles Only, National Rifle League match. So they had two National Rifle Leagues kind of back-to-back, the Arizona match and then the Rif- uh, Rifles Only match down in Texas. Yep. So um, I've been at Rifles Only before, and I wanted to go down there again, mm-hmm. um, shoot this match. Uh, I knew I was in uh, for a hard-fought battle. There's a, there's, a, there's a bunch of really good shooters down there. Uh, Morgan Lambert down there, he is a, a – killer at that range he's a really good shooter all over mm-hmm. he shoots particularly where there that's his home range yep. and uh so he put a whooping on everyone um i i was hanging with him there the first day uh i believe i was in second after after uh day one and he was uh, in first <laughs> he uh grew his lead a couple more on me after that and uh, i still shot pretty darn consistent yeah. Um, my worst stage was probably they had a double mover stage. And so you had two movers. They were going different speeds. Oh, geez. And so some, a lot of times they were different directions. Um, one, was, one was behind the other. So I shot, uh, I shot that pretty, uh, you know, pretty average. I think I got 9 out of 15. Um, and another stage that I did really uh, pour on was the KYL stage. I zeroed that KYL no, stage. Tough. So go uh, big or go home, I yeah, guess. <laughs> so, and, and I, I, those are frustrating. I, yeah. So I, I went for it. Um, on that last shot, I went for it. I could have had 10 points and I ended up walking away with zero. Uh, so I ended up losing by five points. So take those two stages, still shot pretty consistent over the weekend, shot pretty well. Uh, cleaned a lot of stages, so yeah. Well, props for being ballsy. <clears throat> yeah, KYL, well, you KYL, KYL, if you don't sometime. know what a KYL is, it's a it's a rack of targets that say it goes from an eight inch, a ten inch, a six inch, a four inch, and a two, two inch, inch yep, something like right. that. And you you start on the whatever the big side, and you shoot and you shoot and you shoot, and you can you know it's KYL stands for know your limits. So if you shoot three and you stop, you get to keep those three points. Uh, match directors will organize it in different ways, but essentially if you shoot and you miss and you lose all your points, that's why yep. you know your limit, and you obviously didn't know it because you missed. But, yeah. but Jake, is uh, <laughs> props to him. I've seen him go for it and get some crazy uh, – it adds some drama to the – it adds some excitement when oh, you're going for the small fun. one. It's fun. So I went for it. I missed. I walked away with that particular stage with a zero. Hmm. Um, if I would have kept those points, I think I would have had six points. I would have kept them. Um, on those particular shots, then I would have still had quite a few points. But, yeah, bottom line is uh, I, I shot pretty consistent there. I got second place. Cool. Um, had, well, some, had some really good stages and some bad ones. What, what do you think? I, I've never been there. Uh, I've shot with Morgan a little bit. Uh, pretty cool guy. I don't know him real well, but seems like a really nice guy. Uh, he, that, like you said, it's his home range. Yep. What do you think the biggest, knowing, biggest advantage for him is? Do you think it's knowing the props or knowing the wind? or What, what do you think? Yeah, so I think it's a little bit of, of everything. When you're comfortable, there's a couple ranges in the country that I shoot really well at yep. um, as well. When you're comfortable and you got that home cooking, uh, you've been there many times before. Yep. Uh, you know the props, you know the the mover speeds, you know mm-hmm. um, kind of how things funnel, and you're just comfortable. Yeah, that you're mentality. It's hard. To, it's yeah, hard to explain. It's, the, it the, is the mental aspect so, of that. 
It's a lot like uh, I shoot quite a bit at Rock Lake, um, which is in Washington State. It's mm-hmm. my home range. I shoot there a lot. And even though I don't shoot where the actual match is at, mm-hmm. it's funny how I'm there so much that I just I'm more comfortable than everybody else because mm-hmm. I'm there. I'm not actually shooting the exact same stuff the matches because it's in a different part of the ranch but i go there i train um on the range side and i shoot that and so it's just a matter of being comfortable it's a matter of being confident there uh you know morgan's obviously got uh you know got it going on there and he shoots really well uh he is so tough to beat there i tell you what it's you know props to him for for doing well yeah right on and then and then after uh you went straight, so you went Arizona, yeah, home, right down to Texas, right down to Texas. And I was in North Carolina. I got to came home and 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 I stayed home, yeah, and get back to work in some real life. And then you just decided <laughs> so, to go right back to, all so, the way to Florida. <laughs> so two days later, I get home on Monday. I load stuff up on Tuesday and Wednesday, and kind of get my stuff going. And then Thursday morning, bright and early, it's you know five o'clock in the morning. Uh, I jump on a plane and travel all the way all day long down to Florida. Jeez. I went to the Altus Shooting Solutions um, Accuracy International Long Range Classic. Cool. Um, and so I've been there once before. It was in, I think, my very first year of shooting, 2012, 2013, somewhere in that time frame. And uh, so I had been there. I wanted to go back. I wanted to enjoy it. Uh, those guys were, were good dudes down there and great uh, hospitality. Yep. Um, down there. They have a really cool facility. It's mm-hmm. a lot like a uh, golf course-esque yep. uh, shooting park. And so you show up, they got nice gravel parking and mm-hmm. fences and, uh, you know, awesome facilities. Mowed and grass shooting lanes. Mowed grass yeah. shooting lanes. And that's one of the things with the, uh, you know, with those East Coast or mm-hmm. Southeast, you know, matches is that they just do stuff a little bit differently than maybe out here in the West. Out here in the West, we have uh, people's farms and ranches and rock cliffs and valleys and mm-hmm. and mountains and stuff like that where we have to set up our stuff mm-hmm. every single match and maybe tear it down every match. And yep. so <clears throat> that's one thing I noticed about the Altus match is that you go there, everything that was there is still the same. They got the same rock piles over there. Um, on the left-hand side of the range, they got, uh, you know, a big double-deck tower over there that they, they shoot with Connex boxes and stuff. Uh, really kind of a cool facility that um, is well-maintained, and they do a pretty good job down there. Yep, yep, that's cool. So you had uh, <coughs> you what were anything stick out from that match, um, stages that were highlights or learning yeah, uh, so I learned quite elements. a bit on uh, one stage in particular, and it was the rock stage. Okay. Um, so this was on day one. I shot uh, my very first stage was a fence stage. I ended up cleaning that um, pretty cool. straightforward head target and popper target stage at uh, between three and 400 yards. Uh, then we immediately went over to the rock stage. This was 735 yards okay. on 10-inch plates and a 66 Ipsic. And so it was Jeez. five different rock positions. Okay. One shot at the Ipsic, one shot at the 10-inch round, move to the next position. Um, And I shot uh, my first two shots really well. I dove into my next position, and uh, I missed that shot. And so for me, it was a bad shot. The reason it was a bad shot was not because I yanked the trigger. It wasn't because I 
um, you know, pulled the trigger when the reticle wasn't where I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. It was a bad shot in my mind because I didn't really see where the bullet went. Okay. And so it, it was a bad shot. And after you don't see where the bullet goes, then what do you do? And now you're guessing. Um, it, it turned out that it was a miss. And so now I'm guessing where I need to hold. Do, there was a little bit of wind. Do I hold left? Do I hold right? What do I do? Okay, so you dove into so, position. You've got a <clears throat> solid position. Broke the shot that you wanted to break. Yep. But maybe you, you don't think you're mentally ready. You're just you were expecting to hit, and you're moving on. You're trying yep. to rush a 90-second stage. So, it was a, so all the stages down in the – down there in 90 seconds. Okay. So it's substantially faster than yep. we might be used to be doing it up here. Typically, it's about two minutes up here is yep. about a standard size. So we've got 30 seconds extra yep. up here in the West than we do down there. Yeah. yeah, you can make a sandwich, take a yep. little nap, yep. relax. So anyway, I was rushing. Um, I didn't see that shot very well, okay. and I missed it. And so then it was a bad shot for me because I didn't see where that bullet went. Got it. Okay. If I would have saw where that bullet went, um, even though you miss, and this is my opinion, even though you miss, it can still be a good shot. Yeah. Because you can gather the information to make that next shot a really good shot as well. And so every single shot has to be equally as important. It has to... Um, you have to see where that bullet goes, and that's uh, substantially more important in different parts of the country. Yeah. Um, but a, I, yeah, pet peeve of mine is 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 missing twice. If yeah. you're shooting at the target and you miss it once, that's fine. You learned exactly what the wind's doing. That's exactly right. You miss it twice, then and I and I've done that sometime where I'm like, and you're just mentally lazy. It's a lazy shooting, yep. and 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 it just that makes me so mad. <laughs> so we'll, you know, we'll go into, and I'm really excited about uh, you know. The, the possibility of talking about this on one of the podcasts is that yeah. we're going to be able to talk about a little bit about what we see, what we're looking through the scope, how we're approaching some of these things and not being mentally lazy in our shooting approach. Yep. So when we can capitalize and we can make sure every shot is exactly what we want and perfect, um, for one, it takes a ton of focus. It yep. takes a, it does. A, a, steel, a steel mind that you're just super hyper-focused on every single shot. You're, you're knowing exactly what you want to do um, before you pull that shot, during, you, you know, during that shot, while you're pulling the trigger, and after the shot. Everything has got to be perfect. But when you do that, um, a lot of really cool results can come of it, and you can uh, you know, start piling up some points. Yep. And that's the, you know, that's the key of it, it's just is being consistent with it. Yep. So. Yep. so that one you just... Uh, we, and we've all done a, a lot more than we'd like, but just got a little lazy on that, or just didn't yep. see, just didn't see where it hit the burn. I the didn't back. see it, and so uh, I was lazy. It was a bad shot. So it cost you. It cost you. It that cost one me that. It cost you the next one. Yep. So that one I missed, and I'm okay with that yep. because it's a miss. You know, we all miss it. It happens. The wind gets us, or whatever is yep. is going on. That next one, I, so I was pissed off about that one. The reason yep. I was pissed off about that one is because I knew my next shot was going to be a darn guess. Yep. So now, well, what, what do I hold? Left side, right side? Uh, I was holding dead on the target. I was holding straight on. I got my first two. Um, and so it could have been a little bit my fault on those first two shots as well. If I would have seen mm-hmm. that the plate was turning a little bit to the left, yep. I could have corrected over to the right, and I could have been center punching that plate instead of continuing to hit that left side. Mm-hmm. And then you miss the left side, and now you're wondering where you're hitting. So yep. I could have uh, had a little more air 
um, or, or had a, a better chance by hitting the center of the target. Um, but regardless, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I pulled a bad shot there. Uh, I didn't pull a bad shot. Yep, I, yep, I, yep. I sent a bad shot. Didn't see where it went. Yep. So I was guessing. I guessed on the wrong side on that next shot and uh, missed that one too. Okay. But I saw that shot. So then I cleaned the rest of the stage out. Um, so just, you know, kind of, you know, take that as a learning experience, make sure every shot is super, super important. Make sure you see every time you pull that trigger, be accountable for that bullet. Um, I hear a lot of people say that be accountable for it. Mm -hmm. And down there in the humidity, uh, in Florida, I saw Trace really well. The air is so thick down there that you look through your scope and, uh, I just saw, I probably saw. 75% 75% of my bullets down there, um, you know, coming out the barrel to the target because uh, you're just seeing Trace so well. And that was a, a cool experience for me. Up here, the air is a lot thinner yeah. um, in the West, and you just don't have that humidity to, to see that vapor trail um, on the bullet. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. So that was Saturday. Rounded out Saturday pretty good. Kind of top five, top four. Yeah. So I was uh, sitting in fourth place on Saturday um, and okay. a couple points. Pretty close margin. Yeah, well, it's pretty close margin. Brian Allen had the lead. Brandon Hembry was in second. Okay. Um, I think Mark Cooper was in third uh, or maybe we were tied. And then there was a whole bunch of people behind, okay. you know, behind us, obviously. How many people did that shoot? Do you know? I think it was 150. Wow. Okay. So it was a pretty pretty good size match uh sunday i shot pretty consistent i only left a couple shots on the table that um you know that i really wanted back i cleaned a bunch of stages in a row Uh, i got to a a really fun car stage and this was a, a 12 shot car stage uh six different positions two shots from each position at two different targets so a target at 350 and a target at 450 um, so I'm shooting with, uh, guys like Joe Walls and Brennan Henry and, yeah, um, great shooters. and Jason Green, just, just killers of shooters as well. Yep. And, uh, I, I went first and I said, you know what, uh, I'm, I'm going for all six positions. Everybody was kind of second guessing. And that was the talk of day two was, do you have enough time to make all six positions? Mm-hmm. There was the trunk of the car, the top of the car, crawl inside the car and that position crawling inside the car was the suspect yeah. uh, one because you That's had to get all suck. the way in and it sucked a lot of time yeah and then we got back out shot off the hood and then two barricade positions so that's a lot yeah joe joe looked at me and and <laughs> uh joe walls I, and i said hey i think i'm gonna do it and he said i'll do whatever you do and so <laughs> he followed he followed me and and he he made the decision to to make it all the way through so I shot pretty decent on that stage. I got a 10 um, out of 12. That's, that's good. I missed one uh, because of a wind call. They were pretty small targets. Uh, there wasn't a lot of room for air. And when you're going with 90 seconds and six positions and multiple targets and you're holding over. It makes it hard to watch where stuff's going. It definitely you makes it move. challenging. you got to go. You don't have a lot of time. Yeah. So let's uh, – we're getting, a, we're getting up here a little bit, but we need to go on a tangent here. So – uh, this is this is uh, East versus West talk, yep. and there's a the meatball. We may as well address it with um, meatball matches, which means uh, say there's some matches that have 
maybe people think they have bigger targets, so the scores are higher and yep. they're closer, and it throws off the scoring versus the West, where maybe the scores spread out faster because the winds are bigger. Yep. Um, what's what's your opinion on that? So I don't think it's much about uh, target sizes. Um, every time I go uh, east, it seems like the target sizes are appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, for this match at Altus, uh, the AI Long Range Classic, they had pretty good sized targets up there. Nothing huge. You're shooting a ten inch at seven thirty. Yeah, that's not. You know, yeah, you're shooting not prone a, either. You're shooting a six inch. Uh, at 350 and 450 yeah. um it's yeah you're you're shooting over stuff like that the huge differentiator between east and west is plain and simple the wind yeah. and what it does is is at some of these east coast places you shoot in giant trees where you're shooting through lanes and so it might be windy up there or it might be trying to come through the trees, but you don't really feel it because okay. the wind's stuck. Well, man, out west, I tell you what, we yeah. feel every mile an hour of that wind yep. because we're standing up on top of a rock bluff and we yeah. you know, we see that our, our clothes are shaking and, and we're shooting in 20 miles an hour. Yep. Um, and so nothing really compares to... My meatball match I threw in November <laughs> last year. Um, the wind laid down for you, and your targets were yeah, huge. So my so my targets were pretty big at that match, and they were healthy. But uh, I was expecting some more wind, and there was no wind at the match. So guess what? Yep. You know, everyone can hit a two and a half MOA plate because yep. guess what? They're doing it yep. all over the place. They're hitting one and a half MOA plates. Yeah, so exactly. everyone's going to be able to hit the two and a half MOA plates too. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you mentioned target size of a 10 inch at seven, whatever, or a six inch at, you know, four or five from a compromised position. And then I was at North Carolina. I felt the same way that we, yeah. I mean, we shot some, we shot a couple bigger plates, but on average, a lot of small, small, I mean, eight inches at seven seventy, and, <laughs> and, and some 10 inches at a thousand i mean those are small targets those are tough yeah very so, tough. so i was feeling the same way but we get you know you get guys uh it's more of a scoring thing and it's yeah. hard to say but until you go and you see it i i gotta stick up there's a lot of good shooters in the southeast um there's good shooters all over the country. Exactly. And there's there is there is less wind in the southeast. I yep. think I can unequivocally say there's less wind there, but I've I've seen some pretty fair target sizes down there. So yeah. I don't think it's the biggest issue as some people think it is. Yeah, and, and I think it's mostly a scoring deal. And the reason is is because yep. the scoring will be tighter. It will be. If the if there is no wind. It's just it's part of we've seen it. We've proved it over and over yep. again. It is. The matches that have less wind, the scoring is a is lot higher. A lot higher, a lot tighter. Everyone hits more targets on average, and so you'll get a lot of uh, scores that are um, a lot tighter. And that's because that's the, that's the problem. We do percentage-based scoring well, yep. in Precision Rifle Series. The National Rifle League this year is doing fifty percent percentage-based scoring, fifty percent placement-based scoring. Um, which I personally actually think it's a uh, you know pretty good scoring system. It'll be interesting to see how it shakes yeah. out. So we'll see how that all shakes out. I tell you what, it's uh, yeah. you know it's just cool to shoot all over the country. It's cool to to go enjoy other places. And the reason I do that, and the reason we do that, is because yep. we can really diversify our shooting skill. We can go learn something from a different part of the country, 
every single part of the country does something different. Yeah, I you love know? traveling around. Yeah, when absolutely. you go down to Oklahoma, everyone's laying on their belly in the in the prairie, and they, they're really, really good shooting tiny targets off their belly. And yeah. you go, to, you know, southeast or a lot of movement. Yeah, um, less short wind. times. It's, it's short times. It's quick, and which I really like that. And a lot of field matches up here with rocks and terrain, and and you just get it, you know. Bits and pieces from all over. So I love traveling. Yeah, Texas absolutely. does it different. You know, it's, it's I love it. Every place uh, just does it differently, mostly because of terrain, um, because of that's what they have available. Yep. So, uh, yeah, just shoot. And, and if you guys are wanting to get better, if you're truly wanting to become a better shooter, it would be my recommendation Go shoot a bunch of matches all over the country yeah, as much and, as as much as you can. Yep, that's right. And, and you can get. I mean, this is an expensive sport, but man, I I'm pretty selective on flights. And I traveled. I flew from Oregon, North Carolina, so about as far as you can go. And I think when I pulled that ticket up, round trip was three hundred and forty six bucks. He's got to shop around. Yeah, and so it's it's still a lot of money, but you can if you save up, um, you can do some of these matches and try to travel a little bit and and. Um, I mean, I don't care what match you go to, club or anything. Just, just shoot. Just the more you shoot, the better you're gonna get, get out. So, have fun. Yeah, you know? that's right. Yep. So um, let's uh, we'll wrap this one up. Uh, end of episode two. Again, uh, check us out vpprecision.com, VP Precision Facebook and Instagram. Getting those rolling, and please uh, message us, uh, comment, questions. Uh, feedback if you think we suck and what you want us to improve on and what we're doing right and what questions you have and uh, and uh, uh, whatever you've got uh, whatever your thoughts are we'd love to hear them and love to get better and, and talk about what you guys want to hear and how we can help you guys improve and uh, look forward to, to doing this a bunch of matches we got coming up and uh, it should be a fun year so thanks again and we'll catch you next time toodles <laughs>